sitting here thinking about this phrase, this might be too personal. And I checked myself and realized that that's what we're here for now. To go in, to go deep. For me, live young means to learn you, to learn to love you. And I had this major realization over the past few days, that which has been sort of blocking me from really being able to receive love. And so I share today with you a solo podcast about chasing daddy's love. For as long as I can remember, I have just been love, 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 so crazy loved and have so much love for my dad. My dad is a Leo like me. He's an entrepreneur like me. He is a lion for sure. He he listens more than he speaks. He lets people come to him. When he's done at the dinner table, he gets up. If we're having a party at the house, he's typically the last person to show up and the first person to leave. Case in point, he does what he wants. And I've learned a lot from my dad over the years. And about a year ago, or maybe more, I had my first ayahuasca journey and it was really about unconditional love. And the first scene, if you will, once I emerged with my subconscious was me feeling my father's love just shining down upon me. It was as if like I just came out of my mom's womb and he like held me in his hands and I felt like the incredible warmth of my dad's love. And that journey was really to remind me that like my dad has always loved me. And as many of you might be able to relate with, the love we get and the love we need often doesn't match up. So in this episode, Chasing Daddy's Love, I'm going to speak to you just that. And honor yet again that this might be too personal. So when I was old enough to just even realize how much I love my dad, it was probably too late. (laughs) It was probably once I started spinning out and, you know, after trauma had had its way with me and um, I found ways to get my dad's attention in a negative way, like becoming a vegetarian until I was 23, my father's in the meat business. I would do any and everything to get his attention. And some of it was conscious and some of it was unconscious. So when I realized that like he wasn't fully available to show his love in the way I needed, I started dating men to chase their love as I was chasing my dad's love because I was seeking outside of self for love because my dad couldn't give me the, the unconditional love as I needed it, except that my dad gave love the way he knew how. He provided. My dad is an unbelievable entrepreneur, came from nothing, built a business, and the only thing that he was worried about was making sure that we never had to worry. So financial stability. And being his daughter, I just wanted his love. He grew up in a different time. My dad's 78. He grew up in a time when like love wasn't shown overtly, that men were strong and men went to work, came home, had dinner, went to sleep. He wasn't fully engaged in like school activities. So my mom really took on the, the dual parent role of like being the coach of the t-ball team that was sponsored by my dad's business, but like that he sort of sometimes came to games. We had dinner every night as a family, all six of us, and it was really important to be together as a family. But 
Also, I was the only girl with three brothers, so I just wanted daddy's love. And there were times, rare times, when I convinced him to take me shopping. And I remember the first time he took me shopping and he bought me a pair of black seven jeans. I think I was probably 15. We went to Neiman Marcus. And just recently, I went to Neiman Marcus in Austin and picked up a dress for my mom's birthday and realized a couple days later that I didn't take it out of the bag because that Neiman Marcus in my bag reminded me of my dad taking me shopping. So I love Neiman Marcus and now I know why, because it reminds me of my dad. My dad is alive and well and he's here and I'll share more about that. And um, he loves me so much and for the first time in my life I really honor him in that, but it's taken time. And what's really taken time and a toll on my subconscious, my conscious, my heart has been because I never really felt seen by my dad. So as I said, I always chased men who were unavailable emotionally because my dad, for better or worse, was unavailable emotionally. So I chased, quote unquote, unavailable love. Love that didn't really see me and that I really had to prove myself to. Different from my dad. My dad sees me. My dad loves me. Like I said, he just couldn't give me what I needed. And I'm sharing this because I think a lot of women experience this, this unavailable father figure so that they date unavailable men and their hearts shut down. They harden. They start to try and prove themselves worthy of love instead of knowing that they are love. And their softness, their femininity sort of becomes their shield, their ego, their weapon. And I very much became that. So my dad took me shopping. I fell in love with Neiman Marcus so much so that I keep the bag in my closet now from a trip I recently took. Another time my dad took me shopping for a homecoming dress. I begged him. I begged him and I convinced him to buy me this black v-neck, very low v-neck Gucci dress that I had to tape on my body for homecoming when I was in middle school, high school. And when I put on the dress to go to the dance, I came out of my room and my dad goes, what the hell is that? He was so angry, he didn't want me to leave the house. And yet like, he bought it for me. So again, this just showed the disconnect of like, he just wanted to placate me. And you know, he placated me or he did the thing, he bought the dress, but I just wanted my dad's attention. Because my dad was so focused on working, he was able to provide. And I think through this whole journey, that's my takeaway of like, although I didn't get what I needed, I never had to worry because my dad always worked so hard, so hard to provide, not so that he could spend money or buy things. My dad doesn't spend money and doesn't buy things. He just wanted to feel safe because growing up, he had no money. So safety to my dad is financial freedom. And because of the safety my dad provided, I was able to, to not worry, to go to great schools. Um, and it was just a different way to provide love. And I needed a different kind of love. So in looking back at 30 years, sort of going through this journey of healing in the past two and a half, three years, and really undoing the patterns that led me to really... Um, be very hurt by men or choose men that really didn't choose me and vice versa. 
I start to see my dad in a new light. So last week, two weeks ago, I did a really intense um, psychedelic-assisted therapy. And I hold space for myself and I hold space for other people, but I no longer sit with a guide because for me, uh, the intimacy I have come to really understand within my own work is, is with me and I trust myself now. So in this ceremony, it went deep in the heart of daddy's love. And I found myself moaning on my floor, wailing, I'm your girl, dad, I'm your girl. Why don't you see me? I'm your girl, sort of just like this screaming, this crying, this lamenting of not feeling seen by my dad, wanting him to love me, wanting him to know how much I loved him because as a result of me not feeling seen by him, I acted out. And I acted out in good ways and bad. In good ways, I, you know, after college, I moved to New York to go to culinary school because my dad loved when I cooked for him. So I was like, oh, I'll go cook. I'll learn how to cook. My dad will see me. I started my own business, boxing yoga, a hybrid called Box and Flow. Bootstrapped it, did it myself. And, oh, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur like my dad. I'm like my dad. I'm like you, dad. And there was a disconnect because he didn't really understand the fitness business. And he didn't really have patience to really uh, learn it with me. And I was in New York City. My dad's very much... Business is in New York, I mean, excuse me, Miami, and uh, he's hyper-focused on doing what he does. And he lives in his head like very much I've lived in my head in my life just thinking about business or just thinking about relationships. So, you know, with good intention, I moved to New York. I went to culinary school so my dad would see me. I started my own business so my dad would see me. And he did see me. He just didn't see me in the way that I needed him to see me. In the way I needed him to call me and tell me he loved me all the time. Similar of like what I've required or desired in relationship. Like I've had a lot of relationships where, you know, men will show up with gifts or take me to beautiful dinners or travel all over. But my love language is quality time. Sit with me. Listen to me. Share with me. Um, open your heart to me. I want to feel love through my whole body when I'm with somebody. I want to listen and share. I want to hear and be heard. And that's been really challenging for me with my dad over the past 30 years. Um, Because he hasn't been fully available in that way for me. And because we're both so fiery, we tend to get on the phone and sometimes speak over each other and, you know, you're not listening, you're not listening, when really we just want to be seen by the other. So in this medicine journey, I found myself screaming from the depths of my soul, I'm your girl, dad, I'm your girl. Love me, love me, see me. And take out my phone I text my dad I love you so much dad and he texts me back are you okay and yes I'm fine I just want you to know how much I love you and he writes back I'm always here for you 
So in the past two and a half years, three years of me really diving into deep therapy to uncover so much subconscious trauma, sexual assault. I know that it's been the hardest thing for my dad and my mom to um, make peace with, although I don't think I'll ever make peace with it. The fact that they did everything they could to protect me and yet they couldn't protect me. So full circle, it was never their fault. It was never their fault that, you know, sexual assault trauma started in my life early. And as a result, you know, the patterns followed me. And as a result, I chose men that didn't choose me. But I've really come to understand that forgiveness is the freedom we gift ourselves. So I had this medicine journey and reached out to my dad and since I've had conversations with him and you know I've shared that the journey isn't the work the integration is so since that medicine journey a couple weeks ago I I did feel some anger and detachment from my dad him wanting to reach out or call me and me the same and I didn't and I, I was avoiding it I was on my yoga mat yesterday where I always say I integrate best because yoga to yoke means to bring together mind, body, muscles, bones. And when we make space through the breath, when we start thinking and we become one with, connected to, our hearts start to open. So on my mat yesterday, it clicked even though my dad didn't provide the love that I needed because he didn't know how, because no one provided him with that love. He provided me with the love he knew how, the most love, the most loyal, lion-hearted Leo love, the steady Eddie wake up every morning for the past 50s, probably 60 years, five o'clock in the morning to go to work so that he could provide for me, my mom, my brothers, so that he could make sure that we never had to worry. And it wasn't until yesterday on my mat that I was like, wow. I've so often taken that for granted and gotten so wrapped up in what my dad couldn't give me that I forgot to even look at what he could. He, in so many ways, gave his life, has given so much of his life to work. Dedicating morning, noon, night. Sweating blood in a lot of ways to make sure that our family was provided for. And so, if that isn't love, I don't know what is. The love we get is not always the love we need. But for me, it was so important to honor that he's done the best that he could with what he had, with the tools that he was given. And it was with that switch that my perspective changed and I was just able to see my dad in light and in so much love. So after yoga yesterday, I... I called him and I said, 
as I typically do in a tizzy. Hi, Dad. I just wanted to tell you, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you that, and I know I've been challenging and difficult in times and haven't been easy, but I just wanted you to see me. And it's so important for a little girl to get her dad's love. And I finally realized for the first time that you've shown love the only way you knew how to just provide, just make sure everyone was taken care of. And I'm so grateful and I love you so much. And he heard me (laughs) and he didn't say much. And then he said something and then he had to go. And then he called me back later to tell me he heard me. And um, it was this really beautiful moment of forgiveness because I was holding on to this harshness in my character. I was holding on to this need for validation, need for daddy to see me. And the way that I've put myself out there on social media in ways or in relation to men and thanks to my functional medicine doctor last week, he said to me, you know, you're still trying to prove yourself. You're still looking for that validation. And it was that comment that led me down this rabbit hole of sorts to discover, to ask myself, why? Why are you still holding on to this? And it's because I hadn't yet forgiven my dad for who I wanted him to be. It was because I hadn't yet forgiven my dad, not for what he did or didn't do, but for my own expectation. It was my expectation that led to my disappointment. And so when I called my dad yesterday, I was really calling him in a way through my own forgiveness of self letting him off the hook and letting my own expectation off the hook so I can open up to more love in my life. And I remember when I was little, I used to spend my birthdays in Colorado and my dad would come out for a little while. He would send flowers and it was like the world opened up. Or when I was really young, he, he bought me a necklace on Valentine's Day, daddy's girl. And feeling showered by my dad's love, it was so big. And there were shifts and there were things that happened and we harden and we close off and we feel rejected. And in that rejection, as I mentioned, I chose men that didn't choose me, choose me and I shut myself down and off from love. But in forgiving my dad and forgiving myself... I see him as he is, not as I want him to be or needed him to be, but as he is, just with love. Because holding on to that expectation has been holding me back from feeling love. So this has been a process, right? I spent time home at COVID, in COVID, when Box and Flow closed and I would teach my class every day from the hallway and my dad would say, are you dancing in the hallway again, Olivia? And I was so offended. Dad, this is my business, la da da. It was just his way of sharing love, you know. And in that time at home, I started asking him for what I needed. 
And over the past two years, I've been really, really cognizant of asking for what I need. Dad, give me a hug. Because he never really knew how to show physical love or knew how to say the words, I love you. So when I see my dad, dad, give me a hug. No, tighter, dad, tighter. And I don't let him go and I squeeze him. And about a year or two ago, one morning I was sitting in the kitchen at my parents' house and my dad was shuffling through the hallway with the sneakers to come join me for coffee. And he walked straight up to me and I was like, what's this guy doing? And he said, Olivia, I need a hug from you today. And it was this moment of just pure joy and bliss and love. My dad asking me for a hug. So instead of seeing him and his lack, I just started filling myself with so much love and filling him with so much love. We accept the love we think we deserve. And through this whole journey of, of chasing daddy's love, I've come to this place of I accept the most love because I deserve it even if I didn't get it as I needed it when I was little. So I'm going to receive all the love. I'm going to give all the love because that is what I deserve. And it's been a journey, as I said. I did lots of things to get my dad's attention that were hard. I got really drunk on New Year's one year in high school And both of my boyfriends brought me home in the middle of the night. Not both of my boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, excuse me. And they dragged me up, you know, my driveway. And I was wearing that Gucci dress that my dad bought me and throwing up all over myself. And my dad grabbed me and I fell into his arms. And I could feel his pain of his little girl just slipping away from him. And I think so much of that behavior was, I just wanted him to see me. I just wanted him to yell at me. I wanted something. In college, I told him my car. It fishtailed out in the middle of the rain on a a highway and I was so angry with my parents because I had experienced all this sexual trauma outside of my home, but I didn't tell them. I was so angry at myself. When I told him my car, I I told them that they were the last people I called to come get me. And that broke their heart. Do you know how much that would sting if your only little girl said that to you? And I was just doing it because I wanted them to see me. I wanted them to grab me and hold me and protect me and keep me safe. And unfortunately, The trauma was too deep at that point. It started too early and it just kept repeating itself. And I just wanted them to see me and they couldn't because they didn't know. So between my functional medicine doctor bringing this to my attention the other day about just letting my dad go and this medicine journey of me saying like, I'm your girl, dad. I'm your girl, I'm your girl. And then... Me calling my dad to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. 
and forgiving myself and forgiving my dad for not being what I needed, but being so much more in a way by giving what he knew how. I'm creating more space in myself for love. Strangely enough, yesterday I was going through my phone and I found a photo of myself with a guy I dated who was in New York and Detroit and we had this fast and hard romance. Fell in so quick. He's the only Leo I ever dated. And I realized just this morning, coming out of a very lucid dream, that he reminded me of my dad. At his birthday, he made me steak. And he flew me to Detroit. And we ate ice cream in the heat. And he wore tennis whites like my recent ex-boyfriend, which sounds kind of wacky, but my dad's a tennis player. Subconsciously, most little girls fall in love with a man who's like their dad. So this guy from Detroit, you know, he was this fast-moving entrepreneur, successful. And I knew it was over when one morning he said to me, I thought that you could open my heart. And he didn't. And in that moment, I felt like a failure. As if it was my job to open his heart. And this act of withholding love, of conditional love, of unavailable love, felt almost too familiar. And it's no accident that all of this is happening in my energy field in the past couple weeks. The medicine journey, the functional medicine doctor, the memory of this guy I dated, the true ending to my past relationship, letting go of that love that um, wasn't available love, and finally fully embracing my dad's love the most gorgeous, effervescent love because it's the love that he is capable of. We can't change other people. but We can change our expectation of other people. We can change our perspective of other people, of how we see people. And we can change the way that we love people unconditionally. So I share all of this from the lens of a female speaking about my relationship to love and my father. But I also honor that so many men that I've dated have so often been chasing their mom's unavailable love. And so often I've become the caretaker almost like their mom or the controlling one like their mom. And so often they've become unavailable or uninterested, like my dad often felt to me. So if you're a male identifying human and listening to this, see if it's also relatable. Full circle, 
love is. It just is. It's endless. It's abundant. There is no limitation on it. But sometimes it doesn't come in the packaging that we pick or expect. Sometimes it comes, you know, crumpled up in old paper or in safety provided financially or in a hug that isn't tight enough. So what if we choose to change our perspective around the love that we give and the love that we receive to see it not through the lens of judgment, that which separates, but through the lens of compassion, that that which bridges. Love is the bridge. Love is the bridge. Where can you give more love, receive more love today, and forgive those who haven't been capable of giving the love that you needed, instead giving the love that they knew how? It's just love. So, all of this said, I love my dad. Endless, abundant love of the man who continues to inspire me every day, who is steadfast and loyal and hardworking and gorgeous in his own way. And quirky and silly and oh-so-serious sometimes. But he's my dad, and I'm his girl. So for all my girls out there, call your dad, tell him you love him. Because if you don't, you'll regret the day that you want to and you can't. And for all my girl dads, I hope this lands. Hug your baby girls tight and your baby boys but let them know how much you love them. Show them. Let them feel it as you feel it. Share it. And for everyone, I love you and I share that love with so much vigor because healing for me has been learning myself and my patterns, that which is partially my relation to men, what I've just shared, so that I can unlearn them and learn to love myself fully, forgive myself fully, forgive those who have harmed me fully or who weren't what I needed fully so that I can love fully. So I love you. <sighs> Life in real time, learn you, love you, Live young, start living. So in this journey to surmise, how I stopped chasing my dad's love was I realized I had it all along. I let go of the expectations of who I thought he should be and embraced him for who he is. And in that embrace, I stopped picking people that weren't fully picking me because I wasn't fully picking myself. Because I was still trying to find someone to justify the love that... I was looking for inside. And so I found myself. And simultaneously, I found God and a belief in something so much greater because on my journey, the reason I'm still here is because 
uh, I was saved over and over again from pretty traumatic situations. Um, always held by love. And with my father, I think the crux of it is beyond dropping expectations, actually asking him for what I need. Dad, hug me tighter. Dad, call me more. And I call him more. Uh, Dad, this you know has been really hurtful. Can we talk about it? Asking for what I needed. So if this is helpful, brilliant. Please subscribe, like, share. Um, let me know. And I send this to you with all of the love that you are so capable of uh, and all of the love I have to share because it's just love, baby. Everything we need is inside. Learn you, love you. Live young. Live your best life. Start living.